1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your co-hosts, or I am one of your hosts, I should say, Joe Mays. And here with me is not only my co-host, but also a few friends of the program. We we'll pull up the, uh, the shot to get everyone in here, or hopefully get everyone in here. All right, here we go. Joining me this evening is Justin Rapoff, hey, Jeff Reinhardt, and Mike Drago. All right, guys. Week 10 is upon us. Can you believe that we've gotten oh, here already? No. <laughs> Jeff, I always feel like I'm always waiting for you to start your football previews. Oh. I think it comes around and you start talking about it already, teasing it in like May. You're like, <laughs> you know what time? It's getting close. And I'm just like, all right, when's this coming? When's this mm-hmm. happening? Um, but yeah, it, it's great to have you guys back here. We did this a year ago. It was a little later last year. Um but unfortunately, that weird bye week that 6A has in District Three, I will be out of town at a wedding out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure you guys got to come on the show this year, that we got to talk about LL Burke's football and what better way to do it in week 10 when our Bulldogs are setting to host Manheim Township, undefeated blue streaks coming to Gersky. We definitely want to talk to you gentlemen about that mm-hmm. matchup this week. But that's not the only big Week Ten matchup. Uh, the LL Burke Schedule Makers uh, have outdone themselves. Uh-huh. I don't know how deliberate it was in a few of the sections, but the way, have, the way things the way things have played out this played out this year, it looks fantastic. So, uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having us. All right, Justin Wilson McCaskey up first. We'll, we'll get your guys' take on, on uh, the Bulldogs and McCaskey and what was thrown at it, but just and I will run through quickly, recap what happened for Wilson's 600th victory in program history. I think he uh, just buried the lead there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <two laughs> huge milestone. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. It's uh, been at the top of everyone's head probably for about a year when Wilson finished last season with 593. People were hoping to get there in the 2023 seasons, and – uh You know, the way it worked out, it happened against the team that 500 happened against at the same location nearly 10 years later. It was end of September 2013. Wilson went to McCaskey to win number 500, and here we are just 10 years and a a few weeks later, and Wilson gets 600. Uh, We did get to talk to Coach Doms after the win against McCaskey on Friday, so we will have a quick uh, three-minute or so interview with him to play shortly, Um, but... Justin, uh, the Bulldogs got it done at McCaskey, uh, winning 47-20. to 20. What were your takeaways from the game?
0: Um, given the conditions and everything kind of like going into the game, um, I, I, thought, I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, they did fine uh, with, like, ball security. I know there was a, a turnover on, on special teams, but in reality, um, that was a fair catch. Uh, that that wasn't <laughs> yeah. called a fair catch. But, oh, we're going there right yeah. away. I <laughs> well, I mean, well, just kind of found myself, but like to protect the ball in those conditions, I thought was was key with something that we've seen they haven't always done. They've been better at it the second half of the year, um, but we had some issues in a few games there in the middle with that, certainly. Um, but I, I thought they did some good things. They were able to get uh, Corral going, um, you know, feeding him the ball, and again in in those conditions and stuff like that, that was big. They got. Uh, made some big defensive plays and uh, did what they needed to do. Got that, got to that mercy rule, got the clock running and uh, got some of the young guys valuable experience while getting some of the guys that are starting those Friday nights off on the side. It, I, I know it was, it wasn't like flawless by any stretch, but they did exactly what they needed to do. And I was, I was pleased with that. Get it, get it done, move on. And, uh, because you're going to need to put it all together this week.
1: So. Yeah, they started a little bit slow, but the elements, I think, played into a little bit of that until they could figure out what was and wasn't working uh, with uh, ball handling and uh, blocking-wise. Of course, Wilson's only game on grass so far this year uh, happened there. And, and you know, the grass looked very long. There was something <laughs> that was pointed out to me by a lot of people. Very long grass. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. Um, but, yeah, got, got the uh, – took care of business, really – uh, like Justin already mentioned, the uh, the first touchdown was scored after a non-call on a fair catch situation. Coach Doms was not happy about the way it played out. They scored on a short field then. And then McCaskey only scored then in the second half against the JV and backups. So Wilson did what they needed to do. Uh, like Justin mentioned, it was a great night from uh, Tommy Hunsaker and Carell Achings especially. He had a big game. Uh, Akings rushed 15 times for 113 yards and two touchdowns. Tommy was 11 of 16 for 173 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, the year that Tommy's been having has been phenomenal. He sits at 1905 yards and 20 touchdowns passing. Uh, he is working his way up the Wilson, uh, stats book and with a, a game, a, a nice game against Township or once we get into the playoffs, he should be, t- you know, tying second third place in terms of yardage and touchdowns for a single season. Uh so pretty fantastic year that Tommy's been having. But uh Jeff, Mike, what did you see or what can you tell us about uh um uh, whatever you want to talk about, McCaskey Wilson right here. Uh your your uh your two cents on, on the matchup. I know you guys weren't there to see it, but um your takeaways from the game that you may have seen uh from your reporters.
2: Well I, I think it's great to have a bye week before your your big game and uh I'm sure uh, Doug treated it like that. You know, he got the starters out, I'm, I'm assuming, as quickly as possible. Keep he he them, did, yes. Keep them well-rested. This time of year, everybody's starting to get beaten up. We've seen a lot of the top running backs sitting out. You, Jeff yes. mentioned Jake uh, Williams from Elko sat out. Twin Valley hasn't used his top two guys very much at all the last two weeks. You know, the running backs, you're taking 20... 30 hits a game, even when you're not carrying the ball, you're blocking. Hopefully <laughs> you're carrying out a block. So you're, you're getting a lot of contact and those guys are starting to get worn down. So I, w- I would think that the Bulldogs should be uh, pretty fresh. And, you know, they're they're playing their, their best football of the year, you know, uh, to um, uh, the way the schedule worked out. And I'm sure Doug realized this early. You know, it didn't start out well, but he knew he had two months to get ready for township which yep. was, was going to be the best team on his schedule and um they have gradually gotten better worked things out uh, defense has gotten a little better the, the passing game is really incredible the, the growth that tommy's had and, he, and he's got a really good set of receivers a very good set maybe one of the top two or three sets of receivers yeah. you know wilson's had back uh, since uh they had those four college guys uh a few years ago mm-hmm. um uh, give me some names. Um, back in
1: 2016? Yes. Right? Okay. That group. You, you, yeah, you're talking about Mason McElroy, Footage L.O., Brian Wright. Yeah. Yeah, the, that that group. Yeah, I mean, that no, was uh, 2016.
2: They're never going to top
1: that group. That was a pretty phenomenal yeah, and group. Well, yeah, Alex well, Weiffer was at tight end as well. And so.
2: Weller was in that group too, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Justin yes, Weller. I mean,
2: right. you know, that was a, a big time
1: group. I think they all played in college. They did, yeah. So yeah, some uh, are still playing in college, yeah. believe it or not, because of the the COVID year and things right. like that, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, transitional periods. Justin Weller just finished; he was five years at Penn State, then one year at Long Island. Right. Uh Vode oh, wow. is still playing. Uh I forget the name of the school he's at right it's now, it's somewhere,
2: somewhere in Illinois. I
1: somewhere,
2: I thought he went out, out yeah, in the Midwest. Somewhere. It's a directional school in Illinois. No, he was there. He's, oh, okay,
1: he's at the next 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 destination, and I cannot remember off the top of my head where he's at, but Mason McElroy just wrapped it up last year. Right. Um, what was it last year or two years ago? Uh, now two my years years, I think right. he was two years ago. Two years ago, years ago yeah, I, yeah. I went to I went to see uh, Mason and Isaiah Gilmore yeah. uh, play in a de- Deluge. Uh, was awful for my camera, uh, but it was great to see them play. But that was a fantastic mm-hmm. group in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Tommy certainly mm-hmm. has a lot of weapons to yep. throw to this year, and he's taking advantage of it. He's having a phenomenal year. And you talked about it, and we've mentioned on the show multiple times, that you could see a click in Harrisburg last year. Which spoiler? When we get to power ratings, you might want to watch the Cougars again, Wilson fans. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Jeff, did did you get to see Wilson this year yet? Have I you have seen not them seen play the Bulldogs yet? Here's a question
3: for you because you see them every week, obviously.
1: So A-Kings had 113
3: against McCaskey. Yes, is he the is he the first Wilson kid not named Hunsicker
1: to rush for 100 yards in a game
2: this year? In yeah.
1: Weeks? Yeah, and he's done it a couple times. This is at least his second second time time. rushing for over 100. So he's the guy. He's the guy they go to when it's not Tommy Mm. um, pulling it down from his quarterback spot. Carell has uh, had a fantastic He's already been our player of the game once for. uh, Do you remember what game that was, Justin? Nope. It was a few weeks ago. Cedar
2: Crest? Uh, I know he had, a big, he had a big play there.
1: I have it up on the website, yeah. but uh, he, he had a fantastic—I think you might be right, because he yeah. did—that did, might not have been his 100-yard rushing. Oh, you know wing. it was, but he had two touchdowns he that had, game. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he did it in the rush, running and passing game, right. so Tommy and him were, were connecting as well.
2: But, Jeff, look at Tommy's uh, rushing stats and take away the sacks, because he's got about right. 300 yeah. yards yeah. in sacks,
1: yeah. and without that, oh. I think he would be close to 1,000 yards. Hey, how the, uh, how Do You that? have it in front of you? Yeah, Joe? so Tommy Tommy would be at six oh one.
2: Okay, without the sacks.
1: Without the sacks, wow. yes. Yeah, he's been uh, really good. He has eight rushing touchdowns. Uh Correll has uh net four forty four and six rushing touchdowns. So
2: and, and that's with very few called running plays for the quarterback. Uh, they don't, yeah, they a just lot don't of this do the improvisation mm-hmm.
1: on his end to extend plays. Yeah. Nothing showed that more than uh, week two against Central Dolphin, where he launched, ended up launching a pass down the field to Jackson Wagner. That was one of the
0: craziest plays. Ridiculous. <laughs> High school play. plays I've, I've
2: seen. Play. I mean, that's play of the year still, do you think?
1: For for us, I would have to say so. Yeah. Um, Probably. It it was uh, in terms of wow factor, Mm -hmm. maybe not situationally, but in terms of wow factor. uh, You know, it was earlier in the game, so it doesn't have to That that. was Cheltenham, right? No, that was Central Dolphin. That was Central Central Dolphin Mm -hmm. early, too. I think that's what tied the game 7 7. I think it did, yeah. I I wonder,
3: uh, just thinking out loud, I know Cam had 9.99 last year. (laughs) And then he got the COVID year, which it, it is what it is. When's the last time Wilson didn't have a thousand yard back?
1: (sighs) So didn't did not didn't Didn't you know being before last year, not counting the COVID year. Yeah. Wow. I mean, 2018 Elijah had a fantastic year. Uh, 17 and 16 were Iggy. He both went over. Dancer was 15. Now he missed a lot of games that Hmm. year. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't, I would have to check back. Still, it, uh, it's
2: almost unheard of. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it's, it's a uh, good point. Yeah, it was really, really deflating walking off the field and, at Harrisburg last year. One losing that sucks. But then seeing that Cam had lost <laughs> like that one yard that he didn't get a thousand yards. Yeah. So.
2: And Cam didn't move running back to what week three or four? Yeah, he yeah.
1: he didn't play it in week one for sure. I mm-hmm. think he moved there in week two against Central Dolphin a little
0: bit so. because. Because Cleveland, um, Cleveland got injured against in Week Roman One, Canada. so right. Right. he got some, but he was still was kind of back there by necessity, mm-hmm. not by like design necessarily. Right? Yeah, for, for another couple of weeks. It seems like. the uh,
3: what was the post game celebration like at the the other night? Was there balloons and cake? Or you, no, you actually right? you talk
1: about me bearing the lead until <laughs> yeah. the very end of the post game. Uh, right when Coach Dom's had finished, you know. Talking about the way the game went, talking about this week upcoming. Then he talks about, you know, kind of like what we call here, the housekeeping stuff about seeing the trainers and f- little league flag football and stuff like that. And right when he was about to finish, Jack Dendel yelled 600, baby. And that's when he addressed, Boy, addressed like, it. That was it. That was you it. Know? That
3: was No it. signs, no, no been no, there, been was, there,
1: done that. Yeah, there was, okay. we, we talked to Coach Dons about it. We'll play it here in a few minutes. We, we talked to him briefly about it. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of, excitement from it from a variety of people in the in the community you know and alumni and things like that but you know you know doug's not big for milestones and things like that not a lot happening so i try to do my part to let people know so that's not lost mm-hmm. but
2: um no, the impressive thing about that is you mentioned 500 came 10 seasons ago so they're you know averaging 10 wins that, a year yeah even in the playoff era that's well, that's impressive
1: when i said that to justin when we were talking about it leading up to this year like man it's going to be ex- basically exactly 10 years really close to just a few weeks off two or three weeks mm-hmm. off to get to 600 and he said yeah and there's a COVID year where you didn't get to play so a full play. slate of 10 yeah. plus yeah. with playoffs with the way that went down so mm-hmm. there's a chance it would have been in less than a decade uh, if things had uh played out properly with that that mm-hmm. season if we had gotten to play a full slate of games and, and be in the playoffs so Yeah, well, we talked a little bit about the housekeeping there. Let's quick thanks our sponsors here on the Bulldog Hour. Uh, Bill Mays, my dad at Mays Sandwich Shop and White Star Tours, the presenting sponsors for Season 9 of the Bulldog Hour. We thank them very much for their contributions this year. In addition to Mays Sandwich Shop and White Star Tours, we want to thank Mike Drago, MikeDragosports.com, the Hop family, Andy Herr, who we got to uh have a post-game discussion, a meal with uh, Friday night down in Lancaster. We always appreciate Andy stopping by, and our, of course our five anonymous donors. You can help us here at the Bulldog Hour via sponsorships advertising, those in-kind donations are always greatly appreciated. Make sure you check out the website bulldoghour.com and of course Justin's favorite.
0: Yeah, always make sure to like and share. Uh, you know, we had a despite the rain. Obviously, keeping some people away on on Friday night, I had a number of people come up to us. We did, and yeah. and and uh, mention the show and talk about the show to us. Um, and people we don't know, no, like sometimes yeah. it's people like I know, but like I didn't know these people, so mm. that was kind of cool. Yeah. It may have had something to do with the fact that at least before the game we were standing in an area that was undercover, and uh, other and, people were and in
1: the crowd, yeah. right? Where we're anxious to also be undercover. So, uh, but yeah, I'll take it. Like and share. Yeah, and uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, Wilson Bulldogs Football, not just for the podcast, but for a variety of things that I throw up there. And also on the podcast feeds, wherever you listen to this show, if you don't watch it live, please do uh, subscribe and rate and review if that's something you'd like to do. We'd greatly appreciate it. Justin and I will be back in one week, Sunday, October 29th, to recap the game against Mannheim Township and talk about the District 3-6A playoffs. And Justin... It's crunch time on our schedule here. Yeah, Last one, October 27th, this Friday, man, township senior night green out for mental health awareness. It's going to be a big one streaks coming in as a prohibitive favorite as they have just been demolishing everything in their way. Good word. So I, I don't really know. We're going to get into it here with Mike and Jeff all about the blue streaks, but we do want to finish up our discussion about the and we do want to name our player of the game. And, uh, Justin, I called an audible at the last second. All right, all Um, right. Just going over statistics, we had talked about it. Uh, We had gone with Tommy two or three weeks in a row, and honestly, Tommy could be the player of the game this week as well. Uh, And Coral Aking's fantastic game. Uh, He's really stepped up uh, in a big way. And just a sophomore, bigger things ahead for him. He had a a phenomenal game as well. Uh, But – I thought we'd go a little bit different before we usually do this once a year and we want to highlight the big guys up front mm-hmm. specifically this week. We wanted to spotlight senior <laughs> offensive line, defensive lineman, Jack Dendel and Logan Kersweg. We They helped pave the way for 168 yards, rushing and two touchdowns by Achings, Hunsicker, and Wagner and also combined for nine and a half tackles, three of them for loss on defense. So Congratulations to Jack Dendle and Logan Kurzweig the Bulldog Hour Player of the Games for the win against McCaskey and the 600th in program history.
0: And they were all over the place on on Friday night. Um, while they, they while well, they were only in a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. They, that they, was only in quarters. a half of the game. Yeah.
1: So, and I didn't include any of the second half rushing. That's all done by the uh, the guys in the first half. So, looking back over it, uh, checking out the statistics, watching some of the huddle highlights, I thought it was. Uh, Prudent that we recognize Jack and Logan for uh, their efforts this year. They looked really good against McCaskey.
2: Joe, I, I have a question for you as the unofficial or maybe the official uh, historian of the Wilson Bulldogs. <laughs> so 600 victories. Uh, can you name them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I'd probably get a lot closer than people think I should be able <laughs> to. It's th- scary. I would worry about um, that. I, I, I can go back. Pretty far. Uh, I would say, honestly, from 1989 on, uh, if you gave me enough time, I could probably write down a lot of them. Not all of them, especially those in the, uh, you know, 89 to the mid-90s. Like, that's when I was a kid and watching Mm. the Bulldogs play. So a lot of those are ingrained in me. But as I've been doing research for the history and heritage portion of the BulldogHour.com, a lot of that has been, you know, stored away somewhere in this brain of mine. Uh, I'll make it an easier question. Of the 600... Who have they beaten the most times? I don't know this. Ooh. I didn't look oh, it up. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's a great question. I would say it has to be, I would think it's Mifflin. I, I would think. It, well, mm. you know, they're only at 30-some, right? With high 30s against Mifflin? Well, Mifflin, See, I, I, Mifflin
2: I, I, didn't come into so, existence till late 50s you know it used to be shillington the yeah. mid 50s right. well right. see
1: i include yeah I, think I, I when i talk about mifflin uh wilson rivalry i always have those shillington you years include in that there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take them away i think wilson's at 38 or 39 right. so i know that's not the most because they've now beaten mccaskey i think 48 times uh, uh, mccaskey was gonna so be my I guess. think mccaskey might get it yeah. i, I yeah. don't i for some reason i don't have a stats book down here i have them uh at the sandwich shop. That's why I pick them up and then they just end up getting thrown down there at my desk there. So I need to look that up to see. I, I do want to guess McCaskey. I feel like Hempfield's probably up there too, but Hempfield's been more of a thorn in Wilson's side than McCaskey has been. I know both those teams have had their, their years or decades, and the rivalry against Wilson in the 80s and 90s between those two programs was pretty – Pretty fierce, but I think McCaskey might be the team that we've beaten the most. And Mifflin's okay. going to be up there too mm-hmm. because we're approaching approaching forty wins against them. You know, we've got what early thirties against Penn Manor <laughs> as well. No uh, losses. No losses. I,
3: I enjoy the obscure games, <laughs> that, that, like like the like the non league. Like, like remember that one year when we played. Northwest Lehigh, yeah. They're like some weird <laughs> yeah. game. I always yeah.
1: enjoy those. Yeah, there are a few of, of those on there as well. I'm not sure you're going to see Cheltenham again. That's Probably that'll not. be one for especially because of the weather related. Yeah. We started the game on Friday and didn't finish until Monday. Yeah, or so. Roman
3: or MLK. I don't know if you'll see them anymore.
1: No, I think MLK is coming back. I, I, I think that's going to happen. I believe there's been a mutual interest in the MLK series continuing. despite
0: They, they won their public league division. They the were this fantastic
1: year. this year yeah. for the uh, schedule they had. Okay. Uh, and honestly, when we get to power ratings, we may be talking about that Wilson could actually be a seed or two higher if they had played MLK instead of Cheltenham. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was a bummer that the, the public league canceled those games and we didn't get to continue playing MLK. Um, that's a game that I think will return for Wilson uh, at least it's a better than fifty-fifty chance, I'd say. I do not think Roman Catholic will be back on the schedule, yeah. so Wilson will probably be looking for a Week One game. But
3: CD still on there. See,
1: I'm fairly certain CD's staying. I think that both teams like having that battle early in the year. It's a good game. And obviously Mifflin's staying on in Week Six or or however the the league <laughs> schedules play out. Has, has there been a release of, of that information uh, Tommy's yet? Tommy's waiting. Uh, Are they waiting the for the the new classification out here? So October, the PIAA reclassifications, yeah. So that yep. so that I think don't they don't usually officially release on. The schools might know, but it doesn't go out publicly usually until after Thanksgiving. Yep. Now, the schools might know ahead of time to start doing scheduling and things like that. But I, they usually post them on the website, piAA.org, right after Thanksgiving, that yep. first week at, yeah, that of December. That all changed this
3: year. They're counting every yeah. at your school. bo homeschoolers, homeschoolers, yeah, everybody.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where those lines are are the demarcation happens because two cycles ago, Mifflin missed 6A by one student. Oh, yeah. um, they were they were a little bit farther down this last, not a lot, but a little bit farther down this last time to stay in 5A. So as I'm always wondering, for power ratings, that helps to play a 6A school. If Mifflin could bump up the 6A, that'd be great. Yeah. And there's also a chance to play them in the playoffs then.
2: You're going to see a lot of changes. People are going to be surprised yeah. because the homeschool thing is a big deal. And the uh, – Parochial schools and charter schools don't have homeschooled kids, so they're all going to uh, remain the same and all the public schools are going to go up. Uh, and that's when people see that, we're going to see a renewal of what we saw four or five years ago with the public private debate and all of that stuff is going to resurface now next Great. year. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah you, watch. you enjoy that conversation, yeah. Jeff? Not
2: really. It's no. been quiet. It's been surprisingly quiet the last two to three years, but that
1: is all going to come back. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, uh. Justin, your dad um, se- mentioned Cedarcrest Crest as most beaten. I don't think Wilson's played them enough for that to be well, – They've beaten them a lot, but there's times that they drop down in the Section 2. Just, yeah. They were down there for four years, I think, just yeah. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Conestoga Valley came up. Now, again, uh,
2: before they were Cedarcrest. they were what? Cornwall. South Le- Cornwall. Now, I don't count that uh, but uh, as the same. But, uh, you know, if you do count that, Courtney know, on Cedar Crest would be up there pretty high. Cause.
1: Yeah, I, I will. I'll have to revisit that next week, Justin. I'm putting it on you to remind me. I bet
3: you it's McCaskey. 48 I, I've, eight wins, I've,
1: 47 a, 48, something like that. I I'm thought sure. I saw s- someone had written in, in a preview that Wilson was like 47 7 and 1 or something like that so against, right. against McCaskey. Um, so I would think that's got to be close because I don't know that Wilson's beaten anyone 50 times. So, McCaskey sitting at 47-48. That's it's got to be them. Probably. So, well, the McCaskey's been playing since
3: 18. Right. Something, yeah. And, 18, and that, that's something we'll
1: talk about here shortly too as well. I wanted to look at the uh, the the programs and wins to, to talk about the 600 win a bit. But before we do that and talk man on Township, I do want to play the post-game chat that Justin and I had with Coach Dom's. Just about 3 minutes long. We can hear what Coach Dom said after the win over McCaskey. All right, we're post game joined with head coach Doug Dom's. Coach got the win tonight, 47 to 20 over McCaskey. Uh, weathered the storm here, and uh, seven straight wins. Uh, what do you say, can you say about this 2023 team uh, to this point? With the big one coming up in week 10.
4: Well, as I said, we started out 0 2, and everybody, oh, uh, what's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? I said we're fine. We just had some injuries early, and you know the kids have put together a run now, seven straight, and. Uh, they put themselves in a position now; they're winning championships. But obviously, that's not going to be easy because you know Townships what number one on offense, number two in defense. Nobody's been within thirty points of them, so you know. But as I said, you know we've won fifteen of eighteen, and they've won one of eighteen. So they still have to wonder whether they can beat us, you know. But we're going to have to come out and play because they are they are a very good football team.
1: Yeah, they seem to have been the odds on favorite now ever since probably week one or week two. Like you said, started 0-2, once they see Wilson at 0-2 and, and Township 2-0, people start thinking they're the District 3, 6 8 favorites, and obviously LL Section 1 as well. And, yeah. Is there, I know you probably haven't you're not able to watch a ton of Township yet, but is there one specific thing that you're most worried about or that you definitely want to take away? Is it Johnson? Is it the running game? Is there something defensively you see?
4: I think they're very, very well balanced. They've got a really good, you know, the Clancy kid's a heck of a running back. You know, they've got a really well balanced pass run attack. Defensively, that young kid at the nose is really tough. They've got a very good defense. Uh, we're going to have our hands full you know but you know if we come out and play the kind of football we're capable of playing it's going to be one heck of a football
1: game and overall looking at the program at large uh, almost exactly 10 years ago came down here in September 2013 got the program's 500th win on this field here we are again October 2023 <laughs> and tonight was Wilson's 600th victory what do you have to say about the, uh, the longevity of this program and the success over so many decades
4: well I, I, I think a big part of it starts with the fact that we only have four head coaches in that time frame. Um, you know, that means consistency in the program, the staff, you know, the assistants are there, they're doing a great job. Uh, we've got the backing of the community, we've got the backing of the school. And, you know, it's a feather in the kid's you know, I mean, what are, what, what are we, the fourth or fifth team in the state?
1: Uh, I'm not sure in Somewhere the state. In it's like it's that, you know. I think it's that in the district. So it's probably a couple more in the state. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that have been oh, playing right, with Mount for the 18. Col- yeah, late 1800s, which I believe right. is where in Col- Columbia started. That's right. Uh, playing football.
0: 125 this
1: year, I think. 125th anniversary for them. yes. 125th.
4: That number of wins in the.
1: So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, 60 straight non-losing, 48 winning, <laughs> and 600 <laughs> wins overall for the program. I know you said someone asked if you've been around for all of them, and you said not quite. But I think it's uh, it's,
4: 598.
1: I think your people would be shocked to know how close you actually are in terms of percentages to being here for all of them. Not quite at 500, but you're in the the mid 400s, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So uh, yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Coach. Appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you again real soon. And we'd love for it to be next week after Manheim Township.
4: Thank
1: you. All right. So that was our discussion with Coach Doms after the McCaskey win. Talked a little bit about Township and a little bit about the wins. And actually my dad coming in here, Clutch, he has the stats book on him, and he's uh, relaying the information. So actually, depending on how you classify it, because, Mike, you mentioned I don't count Cornwall and Cedar S is the same. They actually lead the way with 56 Wow. For Wilson, 56 wins over Cedar Crest, Cornwall. So, Justin, your dad did bring up Cedar Crest. And if you lumped the Cornwall when they were Cornwall and the way that that district reclassified or, you know, however they re- changed things over there, uh, they are the leaders at 50, I guess now 57, mm-hmm. as that's the book from before this year. He also says Mifflin's at 43, which would be 44. That includes, I think, the Shillington years of Shillington High. Uh, he has said that it says only Lancaster at 42, though. Um, so I was a little, little bit lower there. I will, I will bring the book along with me next week and talk about it. But man, I'm Township's up there as well at 40 Whoa. for Wilson over Township. Interesting. Um, so Wilson, uh, uh, there you go. For those of you that were wondering. So uh, yes, uh, my dad and your dad are saying, "Father knows best." We well, you know so. we're never going to hear the end <laughs> yeah. of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well. Let's talk about Township. We asked Coach Dom's the question. You know what? What do you see from the Blue Streaks? What is there to fear? And he, I think his fear is that they're so well balanced, mm-hmm. you don't know where to attack. Have either of you seen Manheim yeah. play this year? Covered All right, the Jeff. House. The Harrisburg game way back. Okay, yeah, like that week was back two, week the two? Rainy yeah. night,
3: and they played Saturday morning, and they they trucked Harrisburg. I Not even close. Har- I, I don't want to say Harrisburg looked disinterested, but Township buried them so fast. I mean, it was 14, 21, nothing before everybody sat down. I mean, they just—they played great. Of the plethora of fun Mannheim Township stats, and there are a lot of them, this is the one that blows me away. Blows me away. They have two turnovers, two in nine games, and and they're a plus 15 turnover margin. And Hayden and, and hasn't they, thrown a pick. No picks, and they've probably scored on all of those drives. On the plus fifteen, they probably scored. I don't know if their ones, other than the two turnovers, I don't know if their ones have not scored on a drive this year. Seriously. I mean they're they're scoring on every drive. If they have the ball, look out. They're getting three or they're getting seven. So they're they're
1: ugh. So what you're saying is that Ernie Wober has his work Ernie, cut out for him. How are
3: you,
2: buddy? <laughs>
1: a lot of late nights this week, my friend. Yes. What uh who who's been their standout for you? When the game that you watch and the things that you're covering right now, who is the guy on Manheim Township that is most dangerous? Is it is it Johnson? Is it Kennel? Is it uh, Clancy? Is it Rodriguez on the defense? Is yeah. there another defender out there who stands out to you? All the above. All the above. Well, great. You no know,
3: Johnson and and you had a great line the other day. You said thirty five touchdowns and no picks. That doesn't happen at any level. Remarkable. I forget what word you used. He's doing things that, like, nobody's done before in the league. 35 touchdowns, no picks, and he's completing, like, 80% of his passes. He's been amazing, which tells me that the O-line's playing great, and they're blocking and they're giving him time. Uh, The Eli Rodriguez kid on defense is just a beast. He's blowing stuff up. He's in the backfield on every play. And Kennel, 21 touchdown catches. I've had people been asking me for a couple of weeks, what's the record for touchdown catches? If it's not 21, it's got to be close. For a season. I yeah, I mean, it's got to be twenty-one. I, I mean, I that's I ridiculous.
0: Know, those are
1: lot, those huh? are record-like numbers for NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like where you're playing, some sixteen teams or seventeen leading games. receivers have twenty-one catches yeah. for the year. He's got twenty-one, yeah. 21, 21 touchdowns. touchdowns. And the other
3: kid, has twenty in the time, which is crazy.
1: he's only playing probably half the
3: game. Right? most of third the third quarter, mm-hmm. a drive in the third, maybe. Right, right, yeah, yeah. All of the above to answer your question. They're they're just they're stacked everywhere you look. I can't find a weak link on Manheim Township.
1: Did you see this coming? Them to be this good? Like everyone uh, thought they were going to be the favorite or one of the yeah. favorites going into this year. Are you surprised by their success? Um, I Their I overwhelming they, yeah, success?
3: Overwhelming. A little bit by the overwhelming, yes. I thought they'd be 9 and 0 going into this game. Okay. I I figured they'd find a way to beat Harrisburg at home. They beat him in the regular season last year, and mm-hmm. I think they got fired up after the district game some of these stats are just mind-blowing that they're putting up and just they have three shutouts in a row mm-hmm. and the last three weeks it's been 142 to nothing <laughs> they've given up like 50 points the whole season i mean surprised that it's been overwhelming yes but not stunned that they're 9 and0 going into wilson
2: mike what about you no i haven't seen him but the numbers are, are staggering i mean the 30 35 and to, to zero interceptions is just It's like, uh, you know, PlayStation stats, you know, just, it's just ridiculous Uh, because an interception can happen in so many ways, a a, a tip ball or your receiver off his hands, You know, if a fluke, it's going to happen now and then. And you know, I guess they haven't been in the position at the end of a half where they need to throw a you know hail mary because those right. can get picked off. But it's just it's just pretty impressive. I mean, they're they're number one in the le- in in district three in scoring defense. Mm-hmm. You know, less than six points a game. Number one in district three in scoring. Mm. That's a pretty good combination. Right there. Uh, You know, they've outscored teams three fifty two to forty one in the first half. Oh. It's crazy, yeah, they, you know. Game over. Yeah, game yeah, over. you know. Just um, they haven't been behind. They haven't been close to being behind. Uh, you know, they, they're. I think the closest I could find is they were up fourteen nothing before Springford scored. Everything else, they they've, they've been up twenty one nothing or more.
3: Yeah, that was their trickiest game so yeah. far with Springford. And,
2: and they don't have. I believe, is that Springford's
0: only loss? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. like, that's not. It's not like a. St- they stumbled over someone that you know, wasn't a vastly inferior opponent. And Springford is a they're formidable good. opponent yeah, and they still good. handled so, their business.
2: Springford is a number a three in the district one rankings and Township dropped 63 points on them. Oh, wow. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they've beaten good teams. Harrisburg, that's their only loss. Um, Conestoga Valley, number six in, in district three. And uh, Cedar Crest is seven and two. Their losses to Wilson and and uh, yeah, sure. uh, Township, and you know they beat them forty two nothing. You know Wilson kind of struggled to beat them. That was yeah. a close game. It came down to that interception at the goal line.
1: Yeah, it was one of those that Justin and I talk about. They yeah. looked really pretty good in the first half, twenty one to six, and then just kind of had to hold on. Too many three straight drives mm-hmm. with turnovers. Uh, they couldn't put him away. That's kind of been, if Wilson has a strong start, they struggle in the second half, or they start slow and then bring it on in the second half. They haven't put two halves together. And if they're going to want to make this competitive and have a chance on Friday, they're going to need to play their best game in every facet, coaching included. They, they're going to have to be perfect.
2: And get a couple turnovers,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's some,
2: some points off turnovers, yeah. you know, where you
1: get it in their red zone. What are they averaging like? a fifth a turnover a game yeah something yeah. like well, and t- i think two and nine games right that's what you said two and nine runs, games two turnovers
2: I, and do you yeah, know if difficult. those were uh you know second team kids or first team kids On Is that, you top can't of my head, no. Yeah, no pick. well it wasn't Hayden no,
1: johnson right. so yeah. they were well, fumbles
3: and then, right. who knows
2: when they and were and i
0: think i think you mentioned this in one of your write ups mike about how they haven't won a game by less than
2: four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. it's... Well, the closest one was the season opener. It was 35-6. Uh, to six. They beat Cumberland and Valley.
3: That a, and that was a mercy roll. It was 35 right. right. nothing. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: 35 I think they scored like six minutes left or mm-hmm. something like that. Like it was 35 nothing comfortably.
3: Here's what I worry about with Wilson a little bit here in this game, if you want to break it down. Wilson's throwing the heck out of the ball here. That's been their bread and butter this year. Mm-hmm. The Township's DBs are really good. Wolf's back there. Vasquez is back there. They have a really good secondary. I, I don't know their passing yards given up number off the top of my head, but you see what their defensive numbers are. Fantastic. They're a tough team to throw on, and they kind of held the Zollers kid down from Springford, who like leads the state in passing yards.
2: They're um, they're giving up eighty two passing yards a game. Now there's awesome. three teams in the league that are giving up less. They're all in section four where, where everybody run runs, runs, the runs the ball. The ball. Nobody yeah. throws. Wild did not throw, Cocalico doesn't exactly. throw. You know, so that's like the run the running division. Exactly. But so you take those three out of the equation <laughs> and eighty two yards a game. I mean that's I one think, big uh, play.
3: Section four does not have a one thousand
2: yard passer. No. And never and never, never will. <laughs> <It's> well, right. <laughs> well I crazy. think I think was
0: it was it the Cocalico when Cocalco beat uh Man, I'm central. Did they, like, not complete a pass or something like that in that game, and they still won by multiple scores? Yeah, yeah they won
1: by 20, I think. They right? right? didn't
3: throw a pass last week. Right. Didn't, didn't attempt a single pass.
2: And they shouldn't. And they threw <laughs> a they few against they, Why you, missing What well, I thought, why are you throwing? Right. If you, if you don't <laughs> have to, four, like, yeah, they didn't need <laughs> that's, to. that's not their style. Yeah, they don't yeah. need to. Mm-hmm. That, that
3: would be my one worry for Wilson is mm-hmm. if they get behind and they got a pass and they got a pass mm-hmm. and they got a pass, which has been their bread and butter. They're Township gonna, can defend the heck
2: out of them. They're going to have to pass yeah, from the beginning. I don't think they, they're going to run against Township. I think they need, need to come out throwing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're going to meet some athletes in the, in the secondary that can match up with Eddie Case and, and Maddox and uh, Maddox Gruber and, and, and those guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it, back to is Township, though. You know, mm-hmm. as dominant as they've been, they don't have this big D one superstar. I mean, the quarterback's no. going to Lehigh, Lehigh. and Kennel's going to Monmouth. Monmouth. That's yeah. you know. That's a, well, one they're double just, A.
3: They're very good, fantastic, even high school athletes mm-hmm. with a really good coaching staff. And Evans can coach up a team really well. And what he's done at Township has been unbelievable, just the way he <laughs> runs
2: a program. And he's listening to this. And he's recording practices. the show right now, and I he's know. going to edit it. To, uh, you to, to what Reinhardt said. <laughs> he probably still will pick us. But, you know, it's like – it's. He'll be playing it tomorrow at practice, and it's going to have you saying, Township really stinks. You know, he's going to put it It, together. We'll
3: edit it out somehow. They're just (laughs) really, really talented all the way around, both sides of the ball, special teams, the Hunter and the Win kid, the kicker. I don't think he's missed a point after all season. I mean, they're,
1: they're so basically they're flawless. They're There's really no. Good.
3: I,
2: I oh, can't find. A, a is weak, there a weakness? Weak and, There's nothing. And Johnson punts. No. And Johnson punts. Forty-four point five. Y-
1: like has he had to punt? Well, nine.
2: Yeah, not, like twelve times. He's averaging forty-four yards a punt. Yeah.
3: There's no. You can't
1: find anything.
3: You can't. You. Can, I mean, I I pour through stats every morning at five a.m. I'm oh, like, I I
2: know, find, I know. I know. Can't find
3: anything. <laughs> One township,
2: yeah. Ernie's okay. Ernie sticking pins in his Jeff Reinhardt that, doll right now. Like, I'll find something for me to make my pick. <laughs> and, you know, and,
3: hey, and Doug said it in the interview with you guys, he knows it's a tough game, yeah. But over the years, Wilson loves these games. Wilson loves these games when they're underdogs, yeah. Well, it, let's go back
2: them. to what year was it, seven, uh, 20, 2020. That's one that's yeah. one you know, one thing I want to bring up. Wilson was about a starting quarterback. It's number one running back. Mm-hmm. It's number one receiver, Ooh. goes to Township, and wins, was that 21-14? No, that no, was, was like 28-21 or
1: something. 31-28. So, yeah, that was yeah. The, and that was the week after Wilson got destroyed by Mifflin in Singleton's junior year. Yeah. No, uh, and- just obliterated, and all those injuries added up, and everyone well, now we got to go to Township, mm-hmm. and we don't have our quarterback, our running back, our receiver. Two of those guys played deep. We actually were starting, I think, three or four sophomores in the secondary mm-hmm. in wow. that game.
2: That was miraculous. And township didn't they score at the end of the half on a hail mary? Wouldn't that the, the game? Possibly.
1: Mm, yeah. I feel like they did. Yeah. They, so they also then they actually scored late uh, to cut it to a one score right. game.
2: But thirty one twenty eight. That is was thirty one twenty eight. Yeah. You know, so it was
1: yeah. It was 31-21, and they scored with like thirty seconds yeah. left or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now we got to get an onside kick. And you, <laughs> you
2: talk about pulling a rabbit out of a hat. That that was the one.
1: Yeah. Well, we we've been told that that's probably the. The best, best coaching job that they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They also oh. did it without Ernie Wolver was not there for that game.
2: Well, maybe that's oh. why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys are gonna get it from Ernie. He's gonna. He was uh, <laughs> checking in. I did not realize that. You know, Ernie is on our list right now though too. So. Yeah, he is. He is. Ernie and his son, uh, both both Coach Wolver's were uh, telling Uh-oh. us Friday night. Uh, how they they just Penn State's going to win tomorrow? You don't have to worry about it. we are going to win. And by we multiple kept saying to them, "Why like, are you doing this? Why to are you us? doing this to us? Stop it! Stop it!" And he texts us as soon as the game ended yesterday. He's, he's like, like, "I'm sorry. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I never get that message from him. Like, oh. <laughs> sorry about
3: that. Ernie's the he's the best. He's, he's oh,
1: we so love good. Ernie. We love talking to Ernie. The, the preseason interview we do we do with him is always fantastic. Um, so here, here, here's another one. You go
2: back two years before that, 2018." when uh, Township mm-hmm. was 5-0 and and really was a big favorite in that game, and Wilson pulls it out at Township 16-14. I think there was a, a big interception. know if it was returned, and I can't remember. But, there was, you know, Wilson made the kind of plays you need to do to pull off an upset. They came up with them then. I'm not saying, that, you know, they can do
1: that Friday, but, uh, they, you well, know. And, and that was the season after Township ended the streak, and right? our winning streak yeah. in the right? league, and also beat us in the playoffs. and we knew for the third time in less than a year or just over a year we had to go back to Township because all three of those games were at Mm -hmm. Township And, yeah, winning that 2018 game was shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they got the better of us in 2019 uh, at Wilson. That was the Anthony Ivey game. Uh, that was uh, an unfortunate event. That was a very strong Wilson team as well. Finished 10-2 and two with the loss to Township, so didn't win the section. And then in the playoff game against Harrisburg, the untimed down at the end of the game that could have won it and had That's us right. beat Harrisburg didn't go Wilson's way. Uh, but that was a fan. We talk about this all the time. Like, 2019 was such a fantastic team, but there's, there's no banner. No, you know, there's no plaque, there's no banner, no one, no one talks about it. But that that team was very solid, but ran into two really strong teams and man, I'm in Manheim Township and then Harrisburg in the playoffs. I'm
3: uh, I'm also anxious to see how Township handles this. They're good. They know they're good. They got to come up here. You know, they got to they got to go to Gursky, and it's going to be loud, and it's a different atmosphere up here, and it's something about the aura of playing here, and. Township knows they've come up here before with winning records,
1: and well, I am mean, not
3: one. So I, I'll be curious to see how they handle it.
1: I'd love to see a little bit of that Mannheim magic make its way down from uh, from Mannheim to, to Wilson. The uh, whatever uh, the barons are drinking up there, I can send it down to Gersky for this game at least. Um, hmm. Well, do you guys have anything else to say about Mannheim Township Wilson? Um.
2: Uh... You know, it's a fascinating rivalry and it's, it's good that, uh, you know, I always considered Township a sleeping giant, big school, yeah. and they never really did a whole lot. And and Mark Evans came in with 10, 12 years ago, let's see, uh, 2013 yeah. Yeah. and, you know, he's, uh, put them in, in the kind of position they should be, you know, they are uh, a big s- a school district with, uh, you know, a lot of facilities and, and, uh, uh, the kind like a, like a Wilson, like a Cumberland Valley, yeah. you know, uh, a suburban school that, Uh, should be dominating a lot of sports. And they do, they're very good in baseball and their girls programs are good. And now their, their football program is right up there. You know, every year uh, you look at uh, district three, class six, A. now the last five, six years, and and you want to pick a preseason top four, you know, you go Wilson, Harrisburg, Mayheim township, and then somebody else. But those three have been, central York's been the other one. Now central York's coming up, but those have been the three uh, constants for the past eight years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those years ago
3: uh, when it, when evans was at elco and winning at elco mm-hmm. we always kind of you know sitting around the office you know on a weekend and we'd we'd always say man i wonder what evans would do with like a six a 4a at the time big school program 90 kids facilities wonder what he would do and he landed at township and boy yeah. so you did this him. So thanks a lot. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. Well, just, well,
2: yeah. Last <laughs> thing, uh, Joe, since Township won the district title in 2017, their first, and I guess only, oh, no. district championship, uh, Wilson's beaten them four out of five. How about that? You mm-hmm. know, and two. like we said, two of those were games. They were certainly the underdog.
3: Yeah, and the one <laughs> was the Ivy game where everything yeah. went right for Township that yeah. night. Yeah. And that was, yeah. Yeah. This should be fun. This should be a good game. I, right. I, I hope it's a good game. I Hope it's competitive. so somebody's got to punch Township in the mouth and make them play because they have not been sniffed, and they need to. They need to go in at halftime and have to make adjustments, <laughs> well, <laughs> or, or have to do something because they just they haven't had to. They have blown everybody out of the water.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I feel like there's no there's no hiding it. Wilson needs to play their best game of the year, yeah. and maybe be able to just. Force the issue. Hang in there, like make make township have to play a second half. Sure, make you know hang around and give yourself a shot, and you just you just never know. Like we've seen crazy endings. We we were talking about some crazy results that we saw, you know, from earlier in the season, just around the league and district. Like things happen every week. I feel like <laughs> I'm sending Joe updates on scores, and there's crazy scores everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you got to hang in there, because if if you don't, then you know, like you said, it, and they're not a team that is really built to like just have to sit back there and try and come back against. Sure, um, you gotta you gotta take it and try and execute the best you can.
3: I'm sure Township is enjoying these mercy rules every week, but at the same time, Evans may be thinking in his gut. Man, we just we need to be tested here. We
1: we need absolutely. to absolutely I hope it's bit. by the Bulldogs Friday. <laughs> Seriously,
3: because they're gonna get eventually here, starting this week, they're gonna start to get teams that are comparable roster sizes, comparable talent. And you know, Township hasn't looked up at the fourth yet and needed a drive. Yeah.
2: And that will catch up with you. It at can. some point. We've seen it over. You the know, years I mean, if time. you if you keep playing into December, at some point you're gonna have to yeah, slug definitely. it out for four quarters. And if you haven't done it it can be difficult.
3: Yeah, they haven't gotten in a huddle yet, and Johnson hasn't looked at them and said, "We need six here." Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just hasn't happened. All they've right. just they've been up twenty one before everybody sits down, and they've they've mercy ruled everybody.
2: Right. Uh, not, I'm not saying they can't do it because they're sure. obviously if good. They, uh, yeah, but if but they
3: mercy rule Wilson, no. just saying.
2: Um, and then, then they
3: put a big, legit tag right on their forehead. Yeah.
2: But I think you got to make Johnson move. You got you to gotta get him to throw on the run because yes. he's been very comfortable this year. And again, not saying he can't do it because he's very athletic, yeah. but you got to throw some heat at him and uh, roll the dice, you know, make him make plays and maybe he will. Exactly. Probably he will. I haven't
3: seen their sack number, but I don't think he's been sacked very much. He get out he's completing
2: almost 76% of his passes. So that tells you he's had time to throw
3: three and out to two, two, you know, two step drop and it's out. Uh, their passing game is so intricate. Uh, they're, they're, they're a ton of fun to watch. So,
1: well, I'm sure we've all made our fans very happy with what we have thrown at them they They know it was coming. we've been talking about it for weeks. we've been updating oh, and
0: you follow the scores you you see it like you see you it know. there's no there's no hiding this
2: well
1: moment. you know you see thirty eight to six against Harrisburg.
2: no more surprises after that. This team's good. you know you don't lay out Harrisburg by that score at any time of the year, not with the
1: way they've been playing the yeah. last eight years or you so know. It was Saturday morning at ten
3: o'clock when it was humid and every and there were cramp right. breaks every three minutes they trucked harrisburg yeah
2: so now i'll be interested to see what what kind of harrisburg team we see in the playoffs because last year they got beat by township on that last second play the, i think in this week too right season. and came back and they want they were they, they, bumped, they, them. they thumped yeah, everybody they in districts them. yeah you yeah. know um, i think wilson gave them as good a game
1: as they got in the playoffs yeah in district it three it 32-22 or something. Yeah, something it, were, like it that. was competitive. Yeah, yeah. well, but, Wilson uh, was winning at halftime. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just too much, too much to uh, keep down. Couldn't right. control Sean Lee, and, and uh, was it Hopkins? Right. Well, but just but once I, he you know. gets going in that second half. He's brutal to bring down. Not there anymore. Don't have to worry about him. But Sean Lee's still there.
2: Uh, I just, I just fully expect Harrisburg to be, you know, be right in it well, uh, in three weeks from now. Well, and,
0: as and, we've uh, seen every year, it feels like well. We've seen every we year know, for a long every time. Year since mm-hmm. 20, they, they hit their stride end of yeah. October and November, and they're a force.
2: Hey, uh, I, credit over. to that coaching staff because it's not easy there. And
1: they they, they have, don't have the numbers. Right. They, you no, see, they don't. Maybe 40 kids. Maybe. Yeah, I've seen
2: them with 40 and less and still winning district titles and, and uh, making were, state uh,
1: title uh, games.
3: The yeah. Saturday morning they play Township. I don't know.
2: You told me. You gave I me think a it was low like number.
3: Twenty eight. They had. Yeah. No, it's a Saturday morning at ten. Well, so I don't know what the circumstances. <laughs> what does that, that that's that's crazy. Crazy. They, can't, they can't get up out of bed. I oh, guess, but they had. They were there the night before, waited out the rain, drove back. Yeah. Got up at six a.m. and drove back. Yeah. It's a lot. So I don't know what. I don't know. But they had like twenty eight yeah. kids in uniform for township. I'm guessing they're going to have more than twenty eight if and when they play again. Why are we talking about week fourteen?
1: I don't know. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, Well, we've been teasing that for a few weeks Justin and I, the, the power ratings we, we look at them from time to time But they don't really mean <laughs> from much From time oh, to time, time. Listen to, Who <laughs> are, are you really, kidding? But they don't really mean much refresh, until, refresh, we refresh, yeah. <laughs> until we get to here Until um, we get to here Well, I have my own file And I calculate I have calculated throughout the entire season Since week four Just to see where things are okay. If this it's is what right happens with, with Wilson This is where we'll finish um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna post the current after week nine, but not finalize. Obviously, have all the games been reported? Power rating? They have are at least sure? in six A in six A. Sure? They are. Everyone has played nine games in in six A. Uh, obviously, the strength of schedule stuff relies on other teams reporting. Sure. So this is as accurate as it can be right now. And all of the six A teams, all nineteen of them, have played or have reported nine games. If they played nine, York William Penn only played eight in That's nine right. weeks. So. Wilson right now is at the four. It means nothing. Like I know people are like, "Oh, it's a home game. You lose this week, you're dropping." And, and that's that's that. But not I, a I, whole lot though. It, we'll, we'll get there, Jeff. You we'll would get know. there. But you, you only would need
2: know. to drop. If you drop one, that you lose right. your home game.
1: Yeah. Um, so, but I, what I wanted to point out here was Mannheim Township and Wilson are playing this. That's the one versus four in the current power ratings. Harrisburg this week plays. Cumberland Valley, or excuse me, Central Dolphin, that's the Mm -hmm. five. So, two versus five, one versus four is playing, two versus five is playing. Central York, the three, is playing the seven, William Penn, all in week 10. Cumberland Valley, the current number six, is going to Altoona, not a District Three school, but a Mid Penn school. So, uh, and Cedar Crest, the eight, we just heard they're playing Lebanon in Cedar Bowl. Crest is eight. Crest will move up with the win, though, because there's at least three teams in front of them that has to lose. Now, depending on the order of that, like if Township, Harrisburg, or Central York would lose, Crest isn't jumping them. Mm. But those other teams that are in front of them, Wilson, Central Dolphin, Cumberland Valley, William Penn, all possibly lose. Mm-hmm. Cedar Crest is moving up. So huge games in Week 10 for all eight teams. Wow. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize Crest went from seven to eight after beating Hemfield. Yeah, well, the, that, the way the power ratings work are a mysterious force, Jeff. I have no clue. I just hit refresh <laughs> and so, look.
2: It, Joe, did you do the math? I and, did. And if if Wilson and Central Dolphin both lose uh, and Cumberland Valley wins, yep. does Wilson hang on to four?
1: Let me hit no. no. Not even close, Mike. Is Not that even right? close. That All right. So this is my calculations on a fi- final power rating with the favorites winning. Okay. okay, so that means Township beats Wilson, Harrisburg beats Central Dolphins, Central York beats William Penn, Cumberland Valley beats Altoona, Cedar Crest beats Lebanon. This is my pred- predictions hmm. for the final power ratings. Township one, obviously, Harrisburg two, staying the same, Central York at three, staying the same. Cumberland Valley jumps all the way to four from six. Wow. Cedar Crest moves from eight to five. Whoa. Dolphin drops from 5 to 6, Wilson drops from 4 to 7, mm. and William Penn drops from 7 to 8. Dallas Town is the last team on the outside, mm. but they're they're relatively far down there. They're 0.04 away from cracking the top 8. So we know the 8. It's so just a
3: matter of where they fit.
1: Essentially, we know the 8. I would take I don't know if there's a possibility out. There's probably some random yeah, possibility. There's there. a probably
0: a random like outside games that aren't involving those eight, but like would mess up strength of schedule but somewhere.
1: The 0.04 lead that York William Penn has here in my prediction, that's pretty high to, to overcome with a bunch of relying on other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe this is with Dallastown beating red line. So it's not like I Dallas Dallastown red losing. Pretty good. I, da- I okay. think Dallastown's better, but that's a rivalry game. So sure. you never know. Uh, th- the most interesting part of this is though that Cedar Crest at five, Central Dolphin at six and Wilson at seven, are very close together. They're they're separated by a grand total of point zero zero six points, oh. five, six, and seven. So, if an opponent that you played pulls off an upset, mm-hmm. that will will help your your ranking. And we could see, Crest, Dolph, and Wilson move around in that five, six, seven spot. Uh, I already mentioned that if Wilson had played MLK instead of uh, Cheltenham. Oh, they may be in line, even with the loss to Township, to be at the 5C right now. Mm-hmm. So that's an unfortunate circumstance from some outside decisions that impacted the the, uh, the possible playoff location. But I bring up the power rating predictions mostly for people to know, well, who are we probably going to play? And Harrisburg is on that line again. Again, for the like, right. sixth straight right. year. It's, it's
0: not it's locked in, but it's since probably the most
1: likely right. outcome. And then the next most likely is Central York.
3: Which is kind of the X-Factor team in this bracket. They're just, here they are. They haven't lost. They got Jules Goff. They can run the heck out of the ball. I don't know about their schedule. I mean, I, I would take a mid-pen LL1 schedule over maybe... YA,
1: I-A, Yeah, well, Division
3: One, maybe, but that's just you
1: know. And you know, I mentioned Central York plays York William Penn this week. That's a huge rivalry game as sure. well. It's Central York's been very good. We talked about it over the last five or so years. Yep. William Penn's usually given them it all in the last week. I believe Central York has beaten them nearly every time in that run. Hmm. But William Penn lost week in decisive factor to Southwestern, they got beat up like thirty-five yeah. to eight. To Southwestern. Who was
0: only, was that the only Southwestern's second win, maybe? Something like that. Or maybe they only had two going into it. They were, they were, it was
1: a huge upset. Now, I don't know if there was, you know, if someone didn't play, you know, I don't know any of that. But William Penn lost to Southwestern leading into this big showdown with Central York. Um, So that's where District 3 6A power ratings sit. Can Uh, you tell us about double A? So, you know, (laughs) I, uh, when I started doing this a few years ago, I think it was back in 2019 because it was that a few weeks. It was just after we beat, or excuse me, just after we lost the Mannheim township, mm-hmm. I started calculating, oh, what does this loss mean for playoffs? What's going to happen? And I started calculating. I was like, Oh, we're going to end up as the one even losing the man of Town. People were telling me and that when, I was yeah, crazy. When he
0: went public with that. People went nuts. <laughs> As if Joey like designed As the algorithm that it, is yeah, doing to make this. Make
1: sure that Wilson got the onesie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, that's the way the math works. <laughs> yes, Man Manhattan Township just beat Wilson, but you're going by this formula. This is what the formula says. And if I'm predicting these games correctly. And the next thing was everybody's was like,
0: yeah, but Wilson has to play so and so. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter. They're because already they're get, already like, factored in.
1: Right. That's one of those oh. things like you, when you're talking back in week six and seven, people look at the remaining games and be like, oh, yeah, but when they play McCaskey. Because that 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 was the team that I think was like oh and oh and seven or something like that one and 6. Oh, but Wilson doesn't play them till then when they play them their power that's not how it works mm-hmm. the entire season's schedule is built into that you only get your wins and losses so your opponents uh, whether they're good or bad is already baked into that, that that they haven't won a game or only won one game that's built in the entire time it doesn't matter when you play them um, but so that's you know, those are my predictions. So I had to go and predict, you know, 50 games or whatever. And obviously wow. it gets them wrong. I did not predict Southwestern beating York William Penn. Mm. Um, I Actually, I have here. I, I've sent this to Justin. Justin has seen this many a times. I'm not sure if you can see this uh, on the screen or not. But I have all of my predictions since week four. Wow. I didn't do one after week five for some reason. But I just wanted to do it to compare how I get at the end of the year. How close did I get to this? Um, and – other than after week four, Township has been the number one team. At After week four, I had Central Dolphin up there. They had won a few games that I was surprised at and thought they were maybe going to go toe-to-toe and beat Harrisburg, but then they lost to Harrisburg and State College. Um, so they've dropped off a little bit, but they still very much stay up there pretty high. Um, otherwise, the teams have been almost exactly the same since week six a few changes here and there. William Penn jumps around a little bit, but by and large 1 through 8 has been known since week 6. How about that? Um so it'll be interesting to see how things things, things finish from here on out. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. Uh can be maddening as I'm saying to Justin since let's see since in week four, I was like, oh my gosh, we might have to play Manheim Township two weeks in a row. Yeah, that know. was in week four. And then week six, seven, eight, and now nine, I was like, we are playing Harrisburg again. We are playing Harrisburg mm. for the sixth straight year, or they could possibly end our season for the sixth straight year, as the that COVID was year was same. a little bit odder way for them to end our season. <laughs> so, it, you know, it it's is a, what it is. It's just the bracketology. Portion it's, essentially, the, uh, yeah, the it's essentially, yeah, it's essentially what it what yeah. it amounts to, but... Um, the last thing I want to do on this show before we wrap things up is talk a little bit about the other matchups not involving the Bulldogs because there are some great ones around Lancaster, Lebanon and Burks this year. Um, let's first go to Section Two. Mannheim Central Exeter is the big one. Uh, took a little bit of shine came off when Exeter lost to Conestoga Valley last week, but last year Exeter Central was a great showdown down in Mannheim. Going to Exeter this year, what do you guys make of Mannheim Central against Exeter?
2: You can go
3: first. I saw Exeter last week. Jane Zandier is really good. Boy, I like him a lot. Is he a junior? Yes. Yes. He can really scoot. I was impressed with him. Two touchdown runs and a touchdown catch against a pretty good CV defense, but Bucs gets pulled it off. Craziest fourth quarter ever. Back and forth. There were five touchdowns in four minutes. Touchdown run, touchdown run, kick return for a touchdown. Touchdown run. Unbelievable game. I'm curious to see how Exeter bounces back from that because Manheim Central is very good. Yeah, 44 points a game, 400 yards a game. They're tough.
2: Yeah. Exeter schedule has not been tough up until last week. They yeah. hadn't played a team with a winning record. And yeah. I think it showed up. You know, they were 8-0, putting up some nice numbers, but they're not nearly as good as they were last year or the year before. Mm. Mannheim Central's better. All, the whole core, their their players last year's, you know, Zach and Armold and those guys, they're all back. Mm. So uh, I think uh, now I shouldn't say this in front of Joe because I don't want to give him invo- advice for yeah, our picks, picks this week. Yeah. So Joe, turn your headset off. Yeah. But I think that I mean, is – Manheim is uh, Central's clearly better. I, I just don't think it's going to be a real competitive game. I don't know.
3: Take away the Elko, uh, the Cocalico game, which was herky jerky. Because that was the Friday night rain. Come back, pick up the next morning where they left off. Game, Central's just been oh wow. Oh, this Enterline kid is just an unbelievable athlete. He's got twenty touchdown catches. We talk about Kennel. Enterline's got twenty. Armold's gonna go. Or Armold didn't play last week. Not sure why. But the kid who came in to play running back rushed for two fifty-seven and four touchdowns against Mifflin. I
2: I, I think Ooh. I said this before. I think Enterline's the best player in the league.
3: He's a freakishly great athlete. Yeah, good defense, player. kicking game.
2: Uh, he had a pick six last week. Yeah. Uh, he's
3: really good. Yeah, I'd lean mm-hmm. Barron's there. I know they got to go to Exeter, but I, that's really st- stuck in their crawl. Oh, like they lost that game. Oh,
2: you're gym. not kidding. Yeah, well, you lose at home on the last play. The last play of the uh, game. You have you a perfect pick. season going on, and uh, that was a great game. Yeah. That was one of the you know the all timers, uh, yeah. the way that one played out, and. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that again
3: this year. Central's pretty focused and determined, and I I could tell. I saw them a couple times, two out of the first three weeks, and I could just tell that they were like on a mission. And here we go, let's just get to Exeter and let it rip. So they already they already clinched the tie, and they can get it out right here if they win. I like what Central's doing.
1: So I don't believe there's a marquee Week Ten matchup in Section Three. I believe there's a, they're all there's a is there a three way round robin going on down to, there? The
3: Cliffs Notes version, yes. All right, uh, Twin Valley's done. Right, they're five and one. Right, Effort is four and one. Garden spots four and one. Okay, Twin Valley plays Hatboro Horsham.
1: Non league, right? If Effordus beats.
3: I have E-town, it right here. They play E Town. Yes. If Garden Spot beats Solanco, it'll be a three way tie. Which they will. Those will be yeah. those they should be two wins. They'll yeah. both yeah. be Mercy so, Rule tri- games. Three way tie. Trivia. When was the last three way section tie championship in the LL? Twenty eighteen. Correct. Because
1: Wilson was <laughs> a part of it. Wilson, Warwick. With Warwick and, and Manheim Township. Township. Uh, yeah. See, when well, yeah. you talked about that twenty eighteen game where Wilson upset yeah. Manheim Township. We don't ever talk about that Warwick game. Oh,
3: that's right. <sighs> <sighs>
1: Oh, that's right. Because two of those players just caught, just yeah, had a huge bi- role in the Wisconsin game. And way. the wow. one that cost the touchdown is not the one you think should have caught the touchdown. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. That was crazy. I
0: loved. I did like the tweet that's like, Ruchi with the touchdown. No,
1: no, the other not, one. That one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the yeah. other <laughs> one. And, uh, no, it's it was Nolan. Nolan yeah. Uh, yeah, was that
3: the Warwick game when McCracken passed for? Seven yeah, I don't know. That's we we
1: blacked out. I don't. We didn't yeah. finish Sorry, that game. Don't bring so. It up. Yeah. So, yeah. so we See talked it about it with uh, Andy Hurry the other night. Yeah. Trey Glass. Yeah. yeah. He had like
3: three hundred receiving yards. It was yards.
1: just. Uh, it, it was not a great night in sure. And here was the
3: thing: it was so on like ten completions. Yeah, it was absurd. He averaged like fifty yards of completion. Well, and
0: whoa, and. It was a close game through into the third into quarter, the, like, into like mid third quarter. In the third quarter, yeah. we went down and I think we got stopped in mm. the red zone early in the third quarter, mm. and then the Things floodgates just opened. Like, but it yeah. was, it was like a not back and forth, it was very different styles, mm. but like it was, they were in it and then not. But, and then not uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then McC- McCracken
3: went off. Oh
1: gosh. We already made Ernie so mad tonight. Uh-oh. I don't know that yeah, we, we really wanted to bring that up <laughs> Stop. again. Just walk away, Ernie. we right. But, we're gonna walk what? outside. He's gonna be waiting for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. My tires are slashed. What happened? <laughs> oh uh, but uh,
2: to your question, <laughs> section three is done. It's, it's pretty essentially much, a yeah, three-way way tie.
1: The odds yeah. of one of those three, or really just the two. Right. One of them losing to make it just a two way is unlikely, and both of them losing and giving it to Twin Valley, like yeah. Twin Valley outright, is not going to happen either.
2: Yeah. And, and Jeff picked Garden Spot to win, and I picked Twin Valley to win. How I get that. We're both right. We are,
1: we're both right. <laughs> the
3: story to me, though, is Efforto.
2: Yeah. What a season. Great for job there by yeah. Chris Miller. I mean, I did Amazing. not expect them at all.
3: Amazing. They've been building towards this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They've gotten it turned around. First eight win season since 2000. Going for their wow. first nine-win season since 1987, and the last time they were in districts was 1987. Well, and um, it wasn't it just wow. six
1: years ago that they hadn't won a game in they three years or something like that. 56 yeah, or something. Four or five. Yeah. Uh, and now they're going to districts, which I mean, is amazing.
2: Yeah, he's got to be uh, – LL doesn't pick an overall coach of the year, but he's got to be right in contention for – you section know, if you picked one, for, well, I mean, yeah. for, if you picked one for the whole league, yeah. he'd be in
1: it, don't if you? If they think?
3: go nine and one and make districts for the first time in thirty six years, yeah, yeah, he'd, he'd get a lot of votes, no yeah. doubt.
1: So, section four is an interesting one. Uh, Cocalico most likely going to be the Y-Z. champion Y-Z. there, That's, but there's that one's done too. A huge I mean, game <laughs> between Y Missing and Lampeter Strasburg. Yeah, uh, that is a Friday night game, as it's at down in Lampeter. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys make of Y Missing and LS? Mm. What are we looking? At? We don't have to get a predictions. I don't like right. giving, yeah, giving you Yeah, I'm not giving you any more. Jeff's giving me information. But, but. Uh,
2: I think that's going to be – th- I think that – Really, if I was going to go to watch a game, yeah, yeah, I would go watch that. I think that's going to be the to game of the watch. night. Yeah, That's going to be much closer than any of these uh, first place games, except for maybe uh, Schuylkill Valley and Lancaster Catholic. That'll yeah. be very close. Yeah, yeah. But still, Lampeter's really good. Why it was very good. That's going to be a fun game. It should be.
3: L.S. back-to-back shutouts. Number two defense in the league behind Township. Yeah, their defense They've is fantastic. They've only given up 61 points? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wyo's been okay here since the Cocalico game. Um, Their running numbers just continue to blow me away. 21 kids have run the ball for them this year. Tell 21, me about it. Whoa. 21. Yeah. That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah.
3: Like some teams don't even have 21 varsity players. They have 21 <laughs> yeah. kids who have run the ball.
2: And about 15 or 16 wow. of those are pretty good. Yeah, like I mean, he, more he keeps bringing in second and third team guys. Those oh. guys are good players. Oh, amazing. Wyo's deep. They really are very yeah, deep. big time. Keep an eye on LS here in this one, though.
3: I like them a little bit at home. And after having seen Yo and how Cocalico took care of them, good running game, good defense off the edge and getting in the backfield... LS can do all of the above, I think. That should be a really interesting game. Yeah, their
1: only losses to Calico, twenty four to ten yeah. back in week five. They've been that? rolling over the competition since then.
3: Yeah. Four shutout wins. They're very good. They haven't gotten a ton of pub this year because of the section they're in. But they're <laughs> Well, that's
2: your fault. Well, what you ton of pub. What have you been doing, I man? I
3: don't covering these 37 you're taking
2: you're taking too many days off going down to philly watching the Phillies. (laughs) while i was home working i guess uh that's a fun game you're right i think
3: if i just had to pop down five bucks and go watch a game on friday that'd
1: be you'd be heading heading to uh, ls ls that's
3: a really intriguing matchup
1: well i'm sure coach steve o'neill would be welcoming all people to come and watch his spartans play Mm -hmm. um I'm disappointed that one's not on Saturday. I would have loved to have mm-hmm. gone to watch oh, that one. I yeah. watched it la- I, last year. I got to see why I'm missing Cocalico, why I'm missing LS, and then I actually oh, saw close. why I'm missing West Perry because I was calling the game uh, for Penn Live. But uh, I haven't seen Wyo at all this yeah. year, and I'm disappointed that I haven't gotten to one of their games. So. It's not
3: quite your big brother's Wyo team, as Mike will attest, but there's,
1: they're still pretty good. Really good, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. still pretty good. All right, so then all that was left with is Section 5, and this one, the section title is on the line, at least the outright title. We could be seeing a share, because I believe Schuylkill Valley has clinched at least a share. Uh, The tie for it, uh, they are rolling their only losses to Twin Valley in in Week 1 this year, and they've rolled uh, eight straight wins now. Have to go to Lancaster to take on Catholic, though, which I know Justin loves. He's a huge fan of the Crusaders. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know, (laughs) growing up
1: in Columbia, that's... uh... (laughs) How that goes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's so a heated rivalry SV at LC. What do what you guys make of this one?
3: Uh, Catholic has an injury. I, I don't really want to go into it a whole lot, but they may not have their best running back on Friday. I don't know. Uh, we shall see. But Cunningham's, Cunningham. Cunningham le- reportedly Cunningham left last week's game. So we'll see if he's back on the field against Schuylkill Valley. That would be a big loss.
2: And Schuylkill Valley now has its best running back. Yeah. They yeah. played the last four weeks without Dominic Joffrey, and now he's back, and he made the difference. Yeah. You know, That's 60-yard that. touchdown run, first play of the second half, 14-13 lead, and it held up. You know, without him, they don't win that game. Uh, it's, they they If you can have a good time for an injury – His injury in week three was a good time because their schedule really got soft. They played the three or four worst teams in Section five, and he came back in time to play against Anvil and now Lancaster Catholic. So, very fortunate. There and uh, he is a difference maker, and it's going to be a good game. You know, it's really interesting. Former Bulldog Bruce Harbach, a coach yeah. of the Panthers, boy, how, Jeff, how much does he want to win this game? Oh, right. yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness, it, you can't know, wait to
3: walk out in that stadium, yeah, going to be a scene because
2: right uh, you know he had a great run there. Oh, yeah. But I two state, titles. two state titles. But I don't think he was ready to leave, and I, I think he left a little earlier than he might have hoped, and a little and sour there. Yeah, and departure? I think he has been waiting for this. I, I, I'm pretty sure one of the big reasons he took the Schuylkill Valley job is he saw at the time he accepted that Schuylkill Valley was going to be in Section Five, <laughs> Lancaster Catholic was going to be in uh, Section Five, and he thought. I
3: can do this. Uh,
2: and he's doing and he's it. He's doing it. Yeah. And, and they yeah. won
3: payback after last year. That mm-hmm. game, yeah. I covered that last year. That was nuts. Yeah. Catholic won late back yeah. and forth. Back really back and forth. and forth. Dominic had six touchdowns. He was right. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was, was
2: who 42-38? Yeah,
3: Catholic well, kicked a field goal with yeah. like a minute
1: left. 44-42, I think. We had yeah. just finished... Wilson at Township, and we're following along, and we're like, oh, the, the Schuylkill Valley like to Catholic game is still happening, and yeah. we just followed your updates Nuts. the rest of the game, and we're like, oh, no, Schuylkill Valley lost.
3: Yeah, well, right right down to the end, and then Schuylkill <laughs> Valley had a late drive, and there was some play on the sideline. They either called them inbounds, so the clock kept running, and they didn't get another play, mm-hmm. but... The Schuylkill Valley kids thought he was out of bounds and this clock should stop. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if I've been underestimating Schuylkill Valley a little bit, but like you said, if well, Jafre was going to get hurt, there was a good time. Yeah.
2: Without him and, in there, it's hard to tell what they're doing, but the defense, yeah. you know, had to be good and they've gotten better. And, um, I think Schuylkill Valley will be even better next year most of their wow. good players except for Dominic are uh, juniors wow you know and he's and this is this is Bruce's uh, third year so next year will be the first group that have come through completely the with him senior program. that makes yeah. a difference Big and uh, kids, so definitely. yep they win this and they've never won a championship. No. Uh, it's amazing. That is. Um, well, and
0: you start getting, especially, I feel like you see it's even more dramatic at, at the smaller schools when you start mm-hmm. winning a few years. It's oh, a big deal there. You get five or six more kids out for the team mm-hmm. yeah. each year. It's a big deal. You rosters of 30 to 40 kids. Yep.
1: One kid F- makes a huge more difference. It's yeah. a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. It's,
2: it's fun. The first item I wrote in my, uh, you know, four downs column today, you know, it's a, it's a look back at the weekend. The first thing was Twin Valley and Schuylkill Valley. Have been on the bottom yeah, forever, forever for their entire existence, and now they're both going to at least share share About first that. place, which is really amazing. Mm. Twin Valley has one uh, title in its history, mm. Valley Valley's none in fifty one years mm. for you know so t- it's just neat to see programs that haven't won. Mm. Make some changes, and, and they both have good absolutely. coaches. Yeah. You know, absolutely, it starts with the coaching.
3: And how about that? They played each other this year. Yes, that's their only loss. Yeah, At Skokia Valley. It hasn't been pretty. They've had some, like the seven six game yeah. with Northern Lebanon. It hasn't been pretty. They've been blown everybody out of the water, but here they are.
1: Yeah, when it when it matters, <coughs> in the line to uh, get that championship. Um, so uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you guys about before we go is. And maybe this is there's nothing to it. You haven't heard anything yet. Um, da, da, da. We have the PIAA doing their classification changes, like they do every two years. No information on LL schedules for the next Cycle. years yeah. because I guess there's murmurs that there's going to be some section classification changes. Oh, <coughs> Undoubtedly, well, yeah. Well, what? Are, have you heard anything? Do you know anything well, about what's Nothing's changing? official yet. But Th- I mean, obviously, this isn't going to impact Wilson, but I'm just interested yeah. for the rest well, of
2: Well, Section the- 1 st- stays the same. I don't see Section 1 changing. Probably not. But Cocalico, definitely going up to Section I'm 3, which means somebody's got to come down, Fleetwood, or or I don't know who the small school is. It could be Fleetwood. Um, at, I think Burke's Catholic goes to section five, which means somebody's got to come up. Could be Hamburg. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to section four. Although without Cocalico, it won't It'll be
3: change a little bit. But yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and then as I said before, these, these <laughs> homeschool numbers—that's a wild card. Nobody, you know, who knows who has more homeschool kids than other schools? I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, and, and in the past, some schools uh, re- reported them, some didn't, and then they changed the rule a few years ago. It's like you can ten percent. But before the 10% rule, it was a complete wild card. Yeah. There was no interpretation of that rule. Are we supposed to report these kids or not? So I, I think we're going to see a lot of lot of movement with enrollment. And for the league, um, you know, is anybody in Section 2? What, what's Effort going to do? You know, could they move up they to – They may have to go now, up. Now, Mannheim <laughs> traded with E-Town. With E-Town. And I'm sure Mannheim Central wants to stay they don't, in 2. they want to stay in 2. Yeah, and yeah. E-Town will want to stay in 3. But um, – uh, what if effort has to go up due to enrollment? You know, who's mm. who would come down in Section 2? The teams
3: that I heard that are
2: probably going Muhlenberg to move or? up,
3: maybe. The teams that I heard through the grapevine that are definitely should, could move up are Garden Spot. Okay. And Peckway Valley. Whoa. Which is so tiny. Yeah. Tiny little school district. Well, apparently it's not that tiny. Apparently they not. <laughs> they want to, <laughs> they want want to move from school kids.
1: They, five to four? They have to move to four? Pequway Valley? Valley?
3: Yeah, that's, this is just, you know. Ugh hearsay through the grapevine but uh we're waiting to hear from tommy long i haven't bugged him yet about this he told me october so i, I haven't bugged him yet it's it is october the last i checked <laughs> october 22nd I, actually yeah, i've asked a few coaches in passing the last couple of weeks have you heard anything yet no so i don't know i don't know should be soon i would think because mm-hmm. tommy is a stickler for the schedules you see what, what he's done with this cycle this is two years in a row where Week Ten is just yeah, awesome. Yeah, we talked awesome. about it. Great job.
2: Yeah, I, I wish. Awesome. I wish nothing would change. I love the way that the the, the league is set up right now. Well, I love it's it's every say, no. so yeah. like,
0: you know, I know I know there were some people that were really excited about the merger, and some people were probably less thrilled it was about like the merger. A 60/40 and, and, split, I'd right? Say, but like, there. I mean, I feel like again from from a Berks County view, I feel like <laughs> we were it all has in. Been, it, it, well, and I feel like it's been from a Berks County view. I feel like it's been wildly successful. Big time. And when you look at schools like Schuylkill Valley and Twin Valley, now there are other factors, like we mentioned, they both got new coaches in the last few years. So that, like, it's not no, like even, there's even Kutztown, though, right? But it's not Kutztown's a single variable, much right? They're competitive. So, like, They're competitive. having, like, I feel like that has helped. I I don't know. I wonder if the feeling is the same on the other side. You know, because regardless of how they may feel about certain things. It certainly did help with some of the scheduling. Like, oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. I know you made the trek that garden spot had to do a few weeks, yeah. but it, not for league games. You're, you're not for lack of league games, you know, like, you know, I know in Berks, like some of those were only getting like five league games and having to find five non-league games is virtually impossible. That's so, pressure. well, Berks Catholic was having to play all these crazy executives. schools, you know, like, yeah, playing so, a team
2: from Baltimore, they are playing Central Dolphin. They were playing uh, right. Uh, was it Malvern? Dev, Devin, uh, Did the they play school. Malvern? Malvern Prep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know God. they shouldn't be playing those schools, right? So,
0: I mean, I feel like it's been a big success. Uh, we were we were proponents of it, but again, we're skewed. Oh, we Wilson, Wilson was already playing that from a right. you know? Wilson
1: Burke's perspective. We were all in ever since it started to be rumored, and then when it got put on the back burner, and then when it came back and it was approved, we were looking forward to it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean from a Burke centric viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a massive There's success. There's not one
3: Burke's coach that I've talked to who've said oh this was stupid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not one. Right. No, no, it's, not it's, one. it's been great and no. uh, and I've said this before the best part about it is those uh eight teams in section 5 are playing teams they can beat and, and compete against. Super, and super every, just almost every program in that section will in the next 10 years, if they would stay together, yeah. would have a chance to win, to win, win uh, you yeah, have a winning season and compete for a title. Sure. I think that's great. And I know it's
3: not all about wins and losses at the end of the day, but
2: you'd like to have a chance. It helps. You'd like yeah. yeah. to have a chance.
3: Right. Just, it stinks to be one and nine, two and eight, oh, and 10 year after year, yeah. after year, after year. And not, and it's, not, it's not happening now some yeah. of these teams are winning and having some success and that's good because that helps your program and more kids come out and they get excited about the football program again and i'm seeing that at a, at a lot of the smaller schools right now especially
1: all right well guys i think that does it for us here we appreciate you both joining us again this year Anytime. it was it was a, a lot of fun having you on to talk about wilson wins township uh very anxious for that game this friday and then uh, kind of rolling right through L.L. Burks as it was this season. I'm sure they probably hate that I call it L.L. Burks. I just yeah. want to make sure. You know. That's like the first email I got when this all went down was, what are they going to call that league now? It's just the language I said, of it's L. 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 league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, Burks I understand in that.
3: it. I said, well, they're just associate members. Right, exactly. It's, you know, it's. Right.
1: Yeah. And I don't do that to like thumb my nose at that. I just make sure everyone's. That knows that we're talking about everyone.
3: Hey, the Lebanon mm-hmm. folks still call it the Lebanon Lancaster. Le- league. Oh, I know. I there are people <laughs> so, that yeah. say that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, it's the Lancaster <laughs> Lebanon League. Well,
2: it's oh, because yeah. the exit on the on the turnpike says Lebanon <laughs> first. It <laughs> says <laughs> Lebanon Probably Lancaster. Right. That always confuses me. I drive by and say, wait a minute, they got that wrong. Yeah, it's and, the other and, way and, around,
1: right? Yeah. See, so I just go alphabetical. L A comes before L E. Right. Yes. They the had the lesson. reasons in 1972. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah.
3: Still the Lancaster Lebanon league. Perks is in. That's cool. All
1: right. Well, do you guys have anything? to promote or are you anything you want to say before we sign off
3: MikeGirrigoSports.com
1: check it out Thanks. yes I, I'm absolutely. assuming the partnership has been a, a, a massive success now in the oh, second year oh absolutely Absol- yeah.
2: we love it you know yeah. we we've covered this is week nine. We have covered every, every game. game. We have staffed every game. Every single football That's game. That's crazy. Here, including
3: Garden Spot at Central Mountain, <laughs> yeah. which I told my <laughs> I was editor say, in August. <laughs> I said, there's no way we're covering that. <laughs> and I went.
0: I was going to say, uh, you you bit the boo for that one. <laughs> I
3: enjoyed it. It was a good trip. And you even covered, uh, uh, what was the game? At Loyal Sock or something crazy. Well, I had a
2: guy there, yeah. A student who goes to Susquehanna oh, no, no, no. U., and you were at uh, Silesia, or in uh, Delaware Sober. for Manhattan, Delaware, yeah. Delaware, yeah. He's yeah. in uh, Great game, though, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
3: Man High Central oh, pulled Central it out against the, the, the horn, Man Magic made it, a, oh, made it Yeah. An yeah, yeah <laughs> makes an appearance again. The, the,
2: I want to get, uh, th- we need some of our teams to get into that Wildwood shootout so I can spend a mm-hmm. weekend down there. <laughs> hey, I know, hey. really. Isn't that
1: late August or early Something September? Like yeah. Yeah. Probably, well, yeah. doesn't one out, out in Pittsburgh, the Wolverina host a big They used to, uh, Woodland Hills yeah, used to host yeah. a big thing. And there was another one this year, I think more in Central, somewhere in Central PA, that did Steel High play in Chambers- something? Chambersburg has something. Is that what it was? Okay. Beach, oh, how about something? something like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Steel High had that crazy game yesterday, back and forth with Trinity, mm-hmm. and they beat them. Steel
1: High won. Yeah. Steel High won. Oh, Steel High. Who's Steel High play this week? There's a. Oh, West Perry. West Perry, yeah, yes. mm-hmm. That's a monster game. That's a big yeah. game in,
2: in uh, District 3 <laughs> Class 3A. Power, power ratings, yeah, uh, right. right now, Wyo's number two. Uh, yeah. Schuylkill Valley could end up number one wow. if if West P- Perry and Wyo both lose this week. I mean, it's possible. And if Schuylkill Valley wins, of course. Mm.
1: That's, That's really mighty. interesting. Wow, is the part of the
3: show where you just let the camera run and we just talk yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. this is, yeah? This is yeah, we this this talked is. about or doing
1: a pre-show. Now we're just doing an after-show. I just never signed off. We so. have reached that part but, of the yeah. program. We should start talking <laughs> about
3: the Phillies then. <laughs> we have Jeff here. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, Justin, anything else to say? Uh, no, I like. I I know Wilson's gonna give it their best shot this week. Um, you know and. We'll just see what happens. you know. I, I would love for all the cliches of, you know that's why they play the game. I, I'd love for all of those things to be, to be true on, on Friday night. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So.
1: Enjoy. It certainly is an uphill battle for the Bulldogs. It's a tough task at hand, uh, but we've seen them rise to the occasion in the past, and I hope all those football cliches uh, come in handy and are uh, on point. And when Justin and I are back in a week, We get to have a a little victory Sunday celebration as we roll into the District 36A playoffs. Um, Hopefully we'll be celebrating at least the three of us tomorrow night as the Phillies hopefully are headed back to the World Series and win the NL pennant. Justin, you'll be there. Have a great time. Thanks. Thank you. uh, Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So I think that's it, though. So thanks once again to Mike Drago and Jeff Reinhart joining us on the Bulldog Hour tonight. We'll be back in one week. uh, But – for uh, Justin Raffoff, the entire Wilson football program. Until next time, remember, go Go Bulldogs. Bulldogs.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's
3: episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.